Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to the bonus round. This is a chance for us to bring you some additional Vegas content, not a part of the usual show. 360 Vegas Reviews is our opportunity to look a little more in-depth at all things Vegas and share the experience with you. Today we are joined by our friend Josh at Vegas J-Dubs, and we are discussing Awakenings. See, this I'm super interested in, and I don't know why. Uh, other than I saw a preview of this giant thing that comes over the screen, or, or over, the, over the stage, and... It looks like it reaches into the audience. Like it's almost like a giant octopus or something. I'm like, I'm kind of interested in giant octopus. <laughs> <laughs> big do, do you like hentai as well? <laughs> big and flashy and shiny gets Mark's attention. Right. Okay, okay. This might this might be one for Mark then. All right. Um, I I think there's been more talk about this show since it opened than any other Vegas show in in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's not all good. Mm-hmm. Um. People are definitely talking about Awakening. Hmm. Um, we saw the show in late February when we were in town for that, the half marathon and for Vegas winter vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I want to talk to to you guys and the listeners a little bit about kind of the history of this production. Okay. Um, so, because, you know, there's always an educational factor. With That's right. So, so when Wynn opened... The win they opened with La Rev, which was which was there for a while. Um, it just French for the had, dream, right? That's right, that's right. So originally, if you know your Vegas history, and I know you know this, Mark, um, <laughs> they were talking about calling the resort La Rev because mm-hmm. Steve Wynn had the painting by Picasso, La Rev, and he had, he was like in love with this painting and was so proud of it that he was thinking about calling the resort that. Good lord, yeah, that would have been bad. Well, that's the, why they decided against it because they're like everyone's going to mispronounce it, right? Yeah. Lay Revy? Revy. Revy. Well, and then it doesn't... I, I don't know that that's a brand that you would no. call something. So, uh, yeah, that would have been a bad no. idea. But it... It doesn't surprise me that, that Steve Wynn wanted to call it that because of the painting, because that sounds exactly like something Steve Wynn would do. But, right. yeah, not, totally. not a good idea. Totally. Which kind of brings back to that, that we had a conversation recently about, oh... And and wh- why they changed the name to the letter O instead of you know, you mm-hmm. yeah, right. so. Yeah. <laughs> also, Americans S- translating French doesn't usually go very no. well. Yeah. Oh, no. I love how Scott's trying to perpetrate the correct pronunciation for Fountain Blue. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's, right. It's, of course, we got to Americanize it, don't we? Well, he says that's what the property owners do. So. Yeah. <laughs> So is it Fountain Blue or is it Fontaine Bleu? Like, what, what is it? So what is the official pronunciation? A- apparently, it's actually just Fountain Blue. Fountain Blue. Okay. Um, but it's more fun to say, like, Fontaine Blue or something yeah. like that. But okay. That's, well, that's how they pronounce it in Miami. I, I, I get it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Scott, you didn't know that, did you? 
I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's to get Scott, back to... Scott, there's Vegas, and then there's the rest of the world. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, that's kind of true, right? I mean, it's Vegas. Right. Well, right. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't fault anyone for that, so... Right. So, so La Rev, when La Rev opened um, the show, mm-hmm. um, it had its own kind of share of problems. Okay. It was developed by this guy named Franco Dragone from from Cirque. So Steve kind of poached him from Cirque. Yep. Um, although one place I read said that Franco Dragone left Cirque and started his own company. Um, but this guy had helped develop Mystere for for. Treasure Island, and then O at Bellagio. You ever seen Mister? And no. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. No, I was. I was oh, yeah. asking him. I was like, no. Yeah, I. Uh, I. I think it looks terrifying. <laughs> looks terrifying. It's. It's. It's a little. I mean, it's odd. It's typical Cirque where it's like it's just kind of weirdness happening. Right. Um. The, Mark doesn't like that the costumes. scene in like, the makeup. Have well, you Have you seen yeah. that? Have you seen the scene in Knocked Up where they where they take mushrooms and they go see Mister and they're just like totally <laughs> freaking out about it? Uh, I did, but I forgot all about it. No, because yeah. I've never yeah. seen Knocked it's Up. It's like the only Vegas part in that movie. But yeah, they end up you know taking mushrooms and going to see Mister, and um, <laughs> it's it's just funny because they're just flipping out, right? So probably probably not probably, something you want to do. Yeah. Pass on that experience. <laughs> There is a, uh, a biography of Steve Wynn. It also talks a little bit about Gary Loveman and some other um, Vegas guys. Uh, Winner Takes All by, oh, by Christina Binkley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that, that book covers a lot of kind of the opening of the Wynn Resort and La Rev. And it talks about just weird shit going on, like pregnant women falling from the ceiling during the show, like on purpose, like, they, like they're part of the show. Oh, no, that's like, right. I remember that. Yeah. And... Uh, it just kind of weird stuff like that. And so that show also went through a series of revisions. You're right. Um, That's right. I and, and things. About that. Yeah. Um, we almost saw it. We never saw it live. We almost saw it in July of 2020. Mm-hmm. We had like front row seats, oh. uh, but shows weren't cleared to reopen. So they were like, oh, we're refunding your tickets. Mm-hmm. And then um, six weeks later, they were like, yeah, we're closing the show. So we never got a chance to, to see the ref. Um, Awakening was announced in October of, of last year, October of 22. And and there is kind of a play on words happening here because, again, like like Mark like pointed out, that's French for the dream. And so Awakening would be the next thing. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, this was developed by a different group of people. Uh, Bernie Human, who if you follow Vegas Showbiz at all, you know who he is. Right. He is in, um, I, th- I think he's in Ocean's 11. He's definitely in Ocean's 13. He's also in Vegas um, Vacation. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations on the enormity on the enormity of your success. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see, a man named Baz Halpin also helped uh, develop it, and then a puppeteer named Michael Curry, who Wait. also is responsible for some stuff in La Rev and some stuff on the Lake of Dreams. They have puppets. So, yes. Well, yeah, that, uh, but, that big thing that you said said you saw coming over this the stage. What a do you, puppet, right? Yeah, it's a yes. gigantic. Nice. I mean, you got to remember, yes. a puppet isn't just necessarily something that you stick your hand up in and move oh, around. That's what it's, I was talking about. Well, no, there's a lot of yeah. different. I thought it was going to be like Avenue Q. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, that's a fun one. If that one ever comes one. back, we need to go see yes. that one again. I love yeah. that show. That was another one we downloaded the soundtrack to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the funny internet to is for porn. Right. <laughs> Schadenfreude. Yeah. yeah. 
so many fun things listening to puppets cuss. It's really right. fun. Right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Let's get back to Awakening. Yeah. <laughs> so Awakening opened uh, November of 22. And then it closed for some rehearsals and changes in January and then reopened a few weeks later. So the version that I saw back in February, I kind of think of as version 1.1. Okay. Um, my understanding is that a lot of people were coming out of it going, this is a mess. I don't know what's going on, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I, so I think there were some issues mostly with people following the story because there is a story here unlike Mystere or O or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I saw 1.1, but then as we're recording this, um, this show closed a few days ago on, mm-hmm. on April 17th. Mm-hmm. And then it's supposed to reopen in early June. You know, there's there's some will they won't they talk because of course whenever a show announces a hiatus, it's always okay. Is this really a hiatus or or is it? Is it? Yeah, just I know. They, and they said something like they for for extended rehearsals. Like, well, how much how much fuck? Like you, you were doing a show that that you were fucking up because you didn't remember everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so the issues with this show, I don't think have anything to do with the cast not being rehearsed. Okay. Okay, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, we're hoping that when this review hits, it should be right around the time the show reopens. And right. I, I really hope it reopens. I, I think it's a, a really, really good show. Um, we'll talk about what I think some of the issues are here. Okay. Um, so, so first of all, I, just hands down, I, I think this is a, a very good show. It has a unique story. It's got some fantastic visuals. Um, it includes some, some amazing costumes innovative puppets we talked a little bit about the puppets and i mean puppets where sometimes somebody's wearing like a full body like like they're they're part of the puppet they're on stilts and then it goes above them so they look like this super tall okay okay being yep um and there's puppets that that fly around and things like that um and then the stage itself is state of the art so so la rev had it was kind of like oh in that there was some stuff that happened a lot of it happened under the water okay and and so there was a like a tank and so people would go down under the water whereas they so, so they demolished all of that like i saw pictures of um like bobcats with those with those really? jackhammer things on the front in the middle of the theater like tearing stuff out that's wild since yeah. it closed no 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 she's talking about larev theater oh so so Sorry. when they when they demolished larev theater like like they they totally tore out the middle of the theater. That's crazy. And and redid it for this. And this stage has all these different platforms that are on hydraulics and throughout the whole show they're kind of going up and down at different levels. Hmm. And so they tore out all that water stuff to put in this stage that just kind of is constantly in in movement. Okay. okay. So that sounds a little like car. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Except I think Kaz just kind of got that big wall that just kind of rotates, mm-hmm. whereas yeah, this has yeah. got all, all these things that are just kind of moving. Okay. Well, kind of, you. kind of like the love stage. So you know, the love stage yeah, yeah. Yeah, opens up and, yes. and things one, yeah. drop down and come up and yeah, move and, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Okay. So the story here, it, it's really a, a unique story, and it's one of those things where if I if when I explain this, everyone's gonna be like, "What the fuck." <laughs> but I think that if you look at any kind of 
Greek mythology, it's kind of the same thing. Well, the whole, yeah, right? all, all of Greek mythology is a, right. is a big, what the fuck? <laughs> so he turned himself into a swan so he could rape her? Like, what? Right. <laughs> so it's it's just, it, you know, it's, it, it's, when you compare it to that, it's really not that crazy. So the, the groundwork for this story is set up in the prologue, and I think the prologue is one of the pieces that was added during the January break. Oh, okay. So that way you okay. were completely in the dark. Yes, and I think that that alone has helped a lot of people like, oh, okay, I understand why they're doing what they're doing now. I understand okay. what's happening right. here. So you've got these two kind of characters, light and dark, and and they're, they're lovers. And right. they together create magic, which is another personality i guess okay okay <laughs> so and so they had a kid so light and they had a kid had a that's kid magic that's yeah magic. Okay. which it's never magic is never personified as a person whereas light and dark are okay. okay and and light leaves and dark freaks out and dark imprisons magic because dark's like okay i'll make sure you don't leave <laughs> okay this is how much i love you <laughs> right right you're my precious. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then there's, you know, we fast forward to kind of the present in the story. And um, the heroine, her name is Io. And then she's got a couple um, buddies who are with her. Okay. And they sneak into this black and white ball that Dark is holding. And, and they're kind of doing a heist. I think that's what that scene's called oh. is, is the heist. Little Ocean's Eleven here. Yeah, and so they're they're like sneaking in there to try to I don't know rob some I don't know what they were originally after, but she ends up Io ends up finding magic. Okay. And so in finding magic, she ends up kind of on this quest to to unite dark and light and then free magic. Well, it seems like this would be easy. Just go go to light and go. What the hell? Get back here. Like, I, I know, right? What the problem is? You're yeah, shit totally. Like, what's your deal? She's upset. <laughs> right. Go talk to her. <laughs> um, so, so it is a little more complicated than that because apparently light is broken up into several pieces, and so she's also got to like bring all the pieces of light together and bring light back to her. I'm um, I'm really glad that you're trying to put some structure to this story because even <laughs> as you're saying it, I'm like, what the hell? Um, yeah. But I mean, I thought the storyline in Cobb was much easier to follow, but that was just me. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> so the the prologue is is narrated by um, Anthony Hopkins, who does some narration throughout the rest of it. Right. Uh-huh. He did the he did the commercials, and I just think he's got such a elegant and yet soothing voice mm-hmm. that when you hear it come from him, it's like okay. So is he is <laughs> okay. he explaining what's happening as it's going on, or is he he explains the prologue pretty pretty thoroughly throughout that whole bit so okay. when he comes in and he's kind of like okay okay i understand you you're all confused yeah. let me explain <laughs> but then there's a couple times throughout the show where he pops in and says a sentence or two you know kind of guide the story say, okay, along. yeah this is yeah. what's happening yeah. here folks okay totally totally and again i i think part of the credibility of the story and the believability comes from the fact that it's coming from from him it's like okay I mean, if, if you think this, if you're telling me this happened, I'll, I'll believe it. it. Sounds like Morgan so. Freeman. Like anything Morgan Freeman says, I'm uh, like, that's, yeah. that's a fact. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Um, so they, they travel now on this quest through multiple realms. Like the first realm they leave, after, they, they enter after they leave kind of the, the, the ball is the, the water realm. 
and and then there's the earth realm and the air realm and then the fire realm um the theater in itself is a theater in the round so so you're all sitting in this like this you know donut shaped theater looking kind of down on a on a round stage Mm -hmm. so all the seats are great Something that I found fascinating here was wind charges the most for the seats in the back. As they should, because anything in the round is easy to see high up. Yeah. Well, we we found that with Love, our favorite seats at Love, because we, we've sat second row before, mm-hmm. yeah. which was yeah. almost overwhelming. A lot. Because it, there's so much, I mean, you're... You, see the facial expressions of the performers but when they're making they're making eye contact with people yeah but it's hard to you lose the impact of the of everything that's going on grandiosity right which is one of the reasons that we like to sit i mean we've sat top row before and it was some of the best seats that we've had so i'm not it's interesting though that wind recognizes that and that's what they're charging the most for absolutely absolutely um we were kind of i think we so we were probably like four or five rows back and it was it was fine like i didn't feel you know like you guys talked about where you were the first or second row at love mm-hmm. i i could take it all in um there was mm-hmm. a couple things kind of happening to my side because it's almost like so it's a circular stage but then there's three kind of spokes coming off where yeah. people kind of leave and enter and mm-hmm. so there's a couple times where i'm kind of looking kind of back over my shoulder a little bit but it wasn't it wasn't a problem okay um there are surround sound speakers at each seat Nice. So, so the seats look kind of weird because they've got these little arms that come up, kind of over your shoulders with these these two speakers to you know, either side of you, and so um, it looks strange, but you end up with just amazing, amazing sound. The music, the narration, it's all right there. You know, I've mentioned before, I struggle with hearing. Mm-hmm. I had two speakers right by me, so <laughs> no problem understanding <laughs> what Sir Hopkins was saying or anything like that. Which is interesting because you know, Love has. Um, I, I know I keep comparing this show to Love, but it's it's reminding me of it as you're talking sure. about it. Uh, Love has speakers in the seats as well, but they're more hidden. They're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you're describing makes it sounds like there's almost like these little spokes that come out on each side of your head that, you know, amplify yeah. the sound, which is interesting. Mm. They went from hidden speakers to be like, no, there's just speakers right. here. Right. Put and, and we, hope you're the, we hope you're the right height for this to work <laughs> <Right>. for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I mentioned before the stage, it's constantly kind of changing levels in these different sections to kind of create these different environments. So for instance, it was relatively flat when they were in, in the water one where they were, you know, you're supposed to almost feel like you were underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then there was, there's the air one where you're almost feeling like you're in the clouds. And so there was things that were happening way up above you and at your level and down below. So mm. it's like you're in the, in the middle of it all. Mm. So they really take great advantage of that. Um, it's also a translucent stage. Really? So it's, yeah. And, and then it's underlit. And so they, they have these hmm. lights that can kind of change colors and stuff. Like I, I think about like a, like a disco dance floor, but, but not <laughs> quite that cheesy. Like they use it to great effect during the show. Almost like they can, they can um, project an image up of like, I, I don't know. The only thing that pops in my head is like, if they're walking down the yellow brick road to Oz or something, they can, create the image of a yellow brick road right, on the stage right, without right. there actually being one there and then they can change it and move it as the characters are going around is what I'm, I'm kind of picturing in my head yeah and like in the in the water one they can kind of have that like a shimmery effect so that it looks like you know the, the sea um, mm-hmm. things like that they can so they took great advantage of that 
So it's always felt like there was just movement happening mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about the puppets. There was, so there was, th- during the water section, there was a giant whale that seems to swim kind of above you. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's flying. And so th- things like that in that, s- that whole section, it felt like you were underwater. Mm-hmm. You know, there's jellyfish floating around and there's this whale and all these things happening around you. So it felt like you were you were watching this play out underwater instead of you know just above it or something like that right. um there was a there's an earth section and there's a rock creature that kind of comes alive in the middle of that so at first you, it just looks like they've got rocks on the stage mm-hmm. and then this whole thing kind of comes together and rises mm-hmm. up in this massive um kind of human-like puppet but it's, you know it's made out of rocks <laughs> okay <laughs> The uh, the so so dark. She's kind of like obviously kind of goth, you know, and she's got this kind of henchman or helper who's always by her side. Who was I don't know how to describe it. It was somebody was in a costume, and and again they were on stilts, and they had kind of longer arms and stuff, and then their face was just blank, and it was super creepy, mm. but also super super cool. Mm. Uh, just an excellent, amazing costume. So, so a lot of that stuff just really blew me away. Um, the story really feels like it's kind of playing out everywhere. Um, so, so as I mentioned, you're, you're not just looking side to side; you're looking up and down as mm. all these things are happening okay. all around you. And and the seats um, are very comfortable. It's, it's, a, it's a great theater. I liked it. So when you when you say that the story's happening like all around you, do you feel like you missed part of it because there was no. too much going on in too many different places that you you couldn't Not see at all. it all? Okay. Not at all. Um, you know, I've kind of felt like that during during a couple of shows. Not really here. Now again, if I was up front, probably would feel that mm-hmm. way. But right. I think if you're back five, six rows or more, you, you're going to be fine. Okay interesting so again a lot of people are talking about this show and and i think what i'm seeing the most is i'm seeing pictures of an empty theater right before showtime mm. right have you guys seen that on twitter like oh here's the or here's awakening yeah five minutes before showtime on right. friday and it's it's empty right um so first of all, I just want to say, in case you know nobody's thought of this, that an empty theater is not necessarily an indication of the quality of the production. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. True. Um, and so I, I don't know what Win needs to do to fix this. I've got some ideas. I, I don't think rehearsals is the thing to do because again, yeah. I, I never felt like somebody was doing something wrong or bad during the show. Okay. So I, I well, are they kind of are they saying rehearsals as a, a cover for it probably we've got to figure out yeah, Vegas still has this, this weird thing like like they like they're keeping a secret out of stuff like we know what you're doing well and right I think also I think Win is they they don't want this to be a failure I mean it was built because it wasn't it like the oh, there yeah. isn't it like the most ex- expensive show production oh, I, I in the strip I mean it it what I mean the the amount it cost to put this show yeah. together. And again, the the history of uh, I can't remember the guy's name that you said, but you know he's behind Cirque, and they've got this long history of shows being successful, and and so they don't want it to seem like, yeah, this was a bad idea. We're just going to chuck it. And yeah, yeah, because it's not like Lareva wasn't still pulling people. They just felt it was it was time to right. It was time it. for a new one. Yeah. Right. 
and the fact that this doesn't appear to be doing as well, mm-hmm. I think they're they're trying to figure out how do we save face and right. get more butts exactly. in seats. Right. Absolutely. This, this isn't Absolutely. the first time that that Wynn created an entire musical. It was called Miss Spectacular, and she was supposed to uh, set up shop. Like it was, he was so proud of it. He's supposed to set up in uh, in the Mirage, and it just never came because that's when. Um, Long story short, that's where he kind of went off the rails and hmm. ended up getting bought because of it. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that had to do with the takeover. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it just happened at a time that um, he had fired like his CFO and and basically his main guy who talked to Wall Street and was like, "Well, fuck it, I'll talk to Wall Street." And he got all excited about I know this that sh- story. Yeah, yeah he was like, <laughs> got all excited, <laughs> fucking singing, singing songs. and dancing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is he off his meds? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, unfortunately, Steve can't be blamed for this one because nope. this, you know, all came into development after he left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think as an organization, when it comes to this show, Wynn has kind of backed themselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all know that they're kind of known as the luxury brand. Yeah. Strip. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. And part of the perception of luxury is this perception that if it's luxurious, it should cost more, mm. right? And so tickets for this are, are pretty expensive. Um, I was kind of just doing some looking around and I think the only things that on average are, are more expensive or in the same range um, are O mm. and absinthe. Hmm. I was and surprised the absinthe ticket prices were pretty expensive. Yeah, they, they really huh. were. I mean, it was, a, it was a fantastic show. Yeah. I would love to see it again, but... Okay. It's yeah, it's pricey. Yeah, that so it is very pricey. Um, I think that's kind of its own animal because most of the time they can they can fill things up in there enough, and, oh, yeah. and it's not. I mean, I mean, you've seen it, Karen. It's not. It's probably not a show that costs a ton of money to run, right? And so if they're charging quite a bit, but they're only getting the house half full, they're, they're still probably making money mm-hmm. hand over fist. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and and so I, I think that's kind of its own beast there. O is is a similar, theater. yeah, and, mm. and a, a huge huge cast, a whole lot of people involved. You've got all these like scuba trained people, which you obviously got to pay them more mm-hmm. for that. So you've got to pay for all of that. I actually like this show better than O because instead of just having a theme, it had this whole story mm-hmm. um and and we felt because it's in the round you can you know it, there's like 1700 seats in in that theater mm-hmm. and and you didn't feel like you were really far away right mm-hmm. so so you could you know you weren't missing out on on things right so so anyway the the ticket prices you know it the ticket the high ticket prices are are have are associated with that that luxury component Mm -hmm. and and i honestly think it's worth it like there is there's a whole lot going on in the show i I think it's worth it i think that it is a show that deserves to ask the prices that they're asking. oh wow okay yeah um this is not a show that i'm gonna see every time like you know i'm gonna tell mrs j-dubs that hey you know if you want to see that show again well okay that's a you know once a year kind of thing because it does <laughs> it does cost a lot of money. Right. But I, I honestly think it's if you're looking for a luxurious show experience, I, I think that this is a great show. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everything but, that you're describing about the show production itself, it seems like it it's well thought out, over the top. Yeah, you know they went really creative with 
the whales and the yeah, I think mon- you're getting your money sea monster and, and everything else. I mean, mm-hmm. they put a lot of thought into the visual experience of it. Yeah, yeah. which yeah is ex- going to be expensive. I mean, especially if they're you know doing new stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, so Wynn's got this problem now, right? Because they can't lower prices to fill seats because that's going to damage oh, the luxury perception of the wind brand. That's the whole thing with fucking table limits. Like, they don't want to lower table limits because it'll attract people they don't want there. Right. That's not the right. only reason they don't want to lower table well, it's limits. Well, par- it's but, partly yeah. racist. <laughs> but, oh, all right, I wasn't going that way, but oh. okay. <laughs> Sorry, it is. No, I, I just meant that they, they want to take more of your money faster. That's, right. Yeah. That's why they... Agreed. Anyway. Let's 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 skip over the racist part of that and move on. Um, <laughs> no, Karen, we will not. <laughs> so La Rev kind of had the same problem um, initially. They had a hard time filling seats. Oh, um, really? People, I didn't know that. yeah, yeah, and and people were also kind of scratching their heads about what is this, which I think people were do- doing during the one point version of this show, mm-hmm. and and so that hurt the momentum. Hmm. Okay. Right? Because now you've got people looking on like TripAdvisor and stuff like that, and they're seeing reviews from the original version, and they're making their decisions based on that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, of course, those photos of those empty theater seats are not helping. You're not allowed to take photos or video during the actual show, so the only time people are whipping out their cameras is... Before right at the beginning. When there's nobody. Right. And showing that there's there's no one there. Hmm. Um, So I I think that one of the things Wynn needs to do is comp the shit out of this. Ooh, there hmm. you go. Because if you're you're not lowering the price for the paying tickets, right. but you're giving you're just saying, hey, this is worth, you know, $160 a seat or whatever, but I'm I'm gonna give you this for free if you if you want to join us Friday night or whatever. And so that will get people in there. Okay. It'll get butts in seats mm-hmm. and then hopefully get some positive sentiments going amongst um you know, just like on social media and stuff like that. Hey, we saw Awakening. It was fantastic, blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I think that's the way out of this. I mean, there's not, they're advertising it everywhere. When you're yeah. at the resort, it's all over the resort too. Like we we were waiting to watch a, a um, Lake of Dreams show mm-hmm. and I've never seen them do this before, but they were projecting advertisements for La Rev on that waterfall. Mm-hmm. In between Lake of Dream shows. Wait, for La Rev or for Awakening? I'm sorry, for Awakening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember the show so, we don't have anymore? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, don't you, you wish you'd it? seen this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, 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 yeah. So, um, so th- they're pushing it everywhere. So I, I don't, it's not an awareness issue. I just think that there's a, a, you know, overall sentiments about it are, are negative from people who saw it back in, you know, early winter we'll so, say so when you saw it was this like version i saw i think 1.1 1.1 1. 1. 1. okay so what yeah. you saw was already modified from the original version Interesting. Right. and i just right. i wonder if because i remember when it before it opened people were like oh my god this costs so much to produce this show yeah. right and then it seemed like the initial reviews and reactions to it were like what the fuck and right. And I, I wonder if that is coloring other people's exactly perception of it. Like, well, the storyline makes no sense and the yeah. tickets are expensive. So why am I going to go right. without right. ever 
having, you know, not having seen it, not understanding what the story is. I mean, you explained it. It, it seems pretty straightforward to me. Right. Again. And I think a lot of the changes that happened between 1.0 and 1.1 were making the story a little bit more clear, like understandable. Right. Yeah. Just like, OK, this is why she's got to. Like, like this is why magic is imprisoned. This is why she's got to go find these separate pieces of light. This mm-hmm. is, th- this is why. These things are happening, um, and and so apparently that was not clear to people mm-hmm. <laughs> in in 1.0. So, and I I don't know. I I didn't see that. So I have, I have nothing. Right. Yeah. Know. I mean, we're. I mean, I'm discussing this just all based on your right. interpretation and what you relay to the show. So I have no idea either, but it doesn't sound to me like it would be that complicated, but I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait for it to reopen and then see what the heck they did to it. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, you know, I didn't have to do a bunch of research or anything to like, this was all stuff that was relayed to me during the show. We were talking, mm. you know, we, so listeners, we, we record these in batches and we just recorded six and we were talking during six about how much, is relayed to you during the show versus how much was was you know in the program right. or you the know research um, that you had to do researching yeah. it, this is to me this is all stuff that i got during the show okay. in terms of the, okay. the storyline so it, it was the unless you were late or you were hammered i don't know how, <laughs> how you not figure out what's going on here so interesting so i i really feels like then that the the issue is kind of this carryover from when it first opened. Totally. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of what I think. And I think the way to fix it again is you just start building positive sentiment through just comping the hell out of it. Because yeah. look, if you've got a show and it seats 1700 people and you're only going to sell 200 tickets, you're going to make the same money if you comp the shit out of the remaining seats right. versus if you don't. Right. Right. And, and you and get it in front of a, a bigger audience, which then you'll have more people right. talking about it. Right. 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 Exactly. Well, it so like anyway, we've got a plan for how to fix it. I don't know if when we'll be listening to this reviews and, and I'm, I'm told they listen very intently. <laughs> <laughs> every, every property is just waiting for us to, you know, right. put out that, the review that is my show. understanding of the world, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for J Dubs's opinion on right. fixing your exactly. shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. So Mark will be pleased to know um, there's zero audience fuckery factor here. Nice, nice. So, yeah, no one's coming into the audience. And What about the giant know. puppet? Does it reach out into the audience? No, it might, it might kind of reach out toward you, but it's not really not over close. you or anything gotcha. like that. No, no. Um, the seats, very comfortable, great views, excellent sound, as I mentioned before. Um, I'm not totally sure if drinks were allowed in the theater. There was no drink service during the show, but there is a bar in the theater lobby so i think drinks are probably allowed you know they do yeah that would make sense like kind of like love where you get you know you can buy kind of themed drinks right um at a bar beforehand so i'm pretty sure that they would let you bring them in okay okay now when the show is scheduled to resume on june 6th Mm. uh fingers crossed so show times are set for 7 and 9 30 p.m shows are tuesdays through saturdays and the the show is dark sundays and mondays Tickets start at a whopping one hundred and fifty-five dollars on Vegas.com. Ooh, wow! Yeah, that is that is that a bit is much. steep, man. Yeah, it's a lot for Vegas, but you know, for anywhere else, for a production, I think of this quality, you'd probably pay a lot more. Interesting. Okay. okay. All right. Are you are you more interested now? Um. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds. I'm more. I think I'm more interested, not necessarily in the story, but in seeing the show production. Mm-hmm. But I think that was always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the images I, I've seen of these big, massive puppets, for lack of a better word, what they are, I, I think was very interesting. So, I mean, it's it's pricey. Yeah, yeah. Which is, is maybe my one holdback to go. Yeah. Yeah. Although it would be fun to kind of make it like a date night at Wynn and yeah. like go have dinner at Sinatra or SW oh or God. something yeah, yeah, and, and then go see the show. That would be fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a good, it's a good fancy date night show. It really is. All right. Good to know. Yeah. I'm done. We're done? Yeah. I'm done. All right. That's all I have. <laughs> Unless you got more questions. That's all I got. I don't think so. I think I was asking them along the way. So I think we're good. So that was our review of Awakening. As always, we encourage you to go out and experience these things for yourself. Please don't just take our word for it. Food and drink prices, hours of operation, and happy hour deals are all subject to change. Be sure to check with the property for the most up-to-date information. And check out 360VegasReviews.com for show notes, as well as any pictures or video we took from the experience. (laughs) 